You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Welcome to Sports Day with Scott Sattler, Brooke Hanson and Jason Matthews. Live from Macca's Harbour Town on the beautiful Gold Coast for Mac Happy Day 2022. Yeah, I won't lie, this is my favourite place in the world. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Sports Day as we celebrate McHappy Day 2022. Coming to you live from the Harbourtown store. And I have no doubt, Scott Sattler and Brooke Hanson, a lot of blokes have been dragged to this store by their partners as they've done a bit of outlet shopping and they've come to this Macca's here on the corner. Uh, good morning to you in Queensland and good afternoon to those listening through 1170 SEN in Sydney, SENQ 693 in Brisbane, of course, 1620 on the Gold Coast. How are you guys? You excited? Good. Yeah, very excited. It's always a, a great day on the calendar, isn't it? And, um, and we're going to hear from Brooke, of course, who's, you've had first-hand experience, have you, as, about how great this uh, organisation has been for so many years for so many families. So it's a, it's a big day on the calendar, isn't it? It's definitely a big day and so exciting to be here. And, of course, here at... Here at Harbour Town, they've got a, it's all happening. They've got face painting for the kids, and they've got uh, Superman dressed up, and we've got so many superheroes out there. And and we've got the socks on, um, Scotty. We've got the uh, Make Happy Day socks. Well, the socks don't fit Jace's hoofs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing boots, so you won't even see them. But I have got some. Mm. So uh, we've got superheroes outside, grand final heroes inside, Brooke. How good's that? Olympic heroes. And Olympic <laughs> heroes. Um, I've, I'm a big Mac-eating hero uh, to many. So this is the best day. I'm, I'm, I'm eating Macs today, and I'm doing it for the kids. How, How many are you putting yourself down for? Seriously. I mean, I know you muck around. You say, oh, I can mm. do six or seven. but I've, I've, been, I've been switching between four and six. So In a two-hour period. In a two-hour. I'll take a couple of home. You know, let's not be shy. So, I mean, the cricket's on the salvo. What am I going to do while I'm on the couch, Scotty? And your two, your twin daughters. Work here. They work here at yes. Harbour Town. Yes, Ari and Amani, the evil twins. No, one's evil, yeah, one's angelic. Evil. Wait till you meet her. Ari is evil. Don't look away, Brooke. Seriously, she'll get you. No, the other, they're good. They work here. And, of course, your daughter, Olivia, worked here as well. First job here. It's, it's always been a great organisation for... Uh, your entry level into employment. You know, it's, um, it's been the first employment for so many, so many kids. It's always been a really good ground and great training as well and, and just keep supporting amazing. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of charities throughout the year, but this is the most significant one. Today, uh, as we say, is McHappy Day. Two bucks from every Big Mac sold will go towards helping seriously ill children and their families through Ronald McDonald House Charities. Uh, wonderful charities indeed. Uh, head to your local makers. Come and say hello to us. We're set up in the, the cafe, and I've just got the world's largest iced coffee in front of me. Can I just say, my wife's just said to me, who works for, for SEN, she just said to me, did you want a hot chocolate? I said, yeah, I'd love one. She goes, do you want a hot iced chocolate? What? <laughs> what? Where's Oprah when we need her? <laughs> Seriously, the <laughs> hot... I- 
Nah, she's a lovely lady. <laughs> that's, where, that's worth, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's worth mixing it up. Yeah. Um, well, I've got all my family here as well. So they've come straight off Ironman training at the beach at Corumban and, and they're straight into their Mick Happy Day. Can I just say, two of your children are the greatest liars I've ever heard. <laughs> I've only just met them. I asked what their, what their ages are. One said 21. <laughs> the other one said nine or t- ten. Yeah, yeah and, and they meant seven yeah. and nine. <laughs> But, yeah, great to see them. Um, they've purchased the socks. And there's my eldest, 13-year-old, getting straight into his first Big Mac for the day. Oh, good on you, son. Good on That's awesome. Oh, God, now I'm hungry. <laughs> hey, um, you, you told us off air, Brooke, and I hope you don't mind sharing this story with our listeners through Brisbane, Sydney, and the Gold Coast. You've actually used the Ronald McDonald House uh, charities firsthand, haven't you? Yeah, definitely firsthand. So for... For the listeners, I um I had a, a second my second son, um, baby Jack Hanson Clark. He was born severely premature, and I gave birth to him at 28 weeks, and a normal pregnancy would go 40 weeks. But he was the size of a 22 week old, so he was born only 663 grams, mm. and spent uh, that whole year in in hospital in in Monash Children's Hospital down in in Victoria. And it was the days, the tough days in hospital for my husband and I where you just had to just take a break away from his, his bed and um, move away from the, the neo-intensive care unit. And it was the McDonald family room where we were able to have a cup of tea, mm. have a biscuit. There was people there that you could have a, a talk to. They'd give you a hug. And, and just on those tough days where you just didn't think you could go on you just had a space where even recliners where you could sit back and just get 20 minutes you know sleep because Mm. you're by his bedside the whole time and you know trying to take take care of him but it was sort of that break that you needed away from from the treatments and from the doctors and the nurses and and the you know the full-time level of care that he needed so we've experienced that firsthand and that's why Mick Happy Day means so much to me and will always mean so much to me because when a family is in hospital, like we were, we were only 10 minutes away, but there was other families that were actually staying in the Mono McDonald house just across the road from the hospital. But it was those family rooms that really got us through the, the dark times and the tough days yeah. when we needed a coffee, needed a cup of tea, needed someone just to pat you on the shoulder, and that was for free. So I got to walk into to the McDonald family room every day Mm. and and not pay a cent and and just really feel supported. That's why you should support McHappy Day. That's uh, a story firsthand. Two bucks from every Big Mac sold goes towards Ronald McDonald House Charities and and also you can buy your happy socks, which Scott, I'm looking at you with yours. You you rode your scootering today. I did my electric scooter. Did you? When are you? When are you? When when are you going to complete growing that man bun? Like I mean, you're, you're almost there now. I was at a set of lights. Probably about two or three minutes from here, just waiting for the, the, the green pedestrian walking light. And a bloke in the passenger seat of the car said, "No socks, dickhead." And I said, "Mate, it's McHappy Day." What you can't first of all, don't swear at Mac. Is there's children around? I said, "It's McHappy Day. Have a soul." Have a heart, mate. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. Did he? Sorry. Did he say yeah. sorry? I'm sorry. Oh, you've made him feel... You didn't feel threaten s- him, did you? <laughs> no. You sure? I should have. <laughs> no, you can't do that either. You've yeah. made him feel so guilty. Yeah. I, hope yeah. you, I hope you came straight down here and bought some socks. Exactly. But today, also, thank you, Beck, because she's just bought some water over for us. 
every water sold at a McDonald's today, 10 cents from every 600 ml bottle will yep. also go straight to Ronald McDonald House, which is fantastic. You can get $2, $10 and $50 helping hands and $5 silly socks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and don't forget to come down and get your hot iced chocolate as well. Beck will arrange one of those for you here at Harbour Town. Let's talk sport. Uh, we're here to talk about sport as well. It's a massive weekend of sport. I'm already exhausted. I had a big night last night at the Runaway Bay Leagues Club with the missus. Went out for a couple of drinks. So Good food bit, there. Yeah, it's just around the corner. It's just around the corner. So a bit of a plug for Runaway Bay Leagues. Good junior footy club, isn't it, Sats? Yeah, my junior club. Yeah, very good club indeed. Hey, um, but gee, I tell you what, the sport that's on today, we've got the second ODI between England and Australia straight after us live in, uh, on SEN. You can hear that through the SEN app. And Play that. Uh, SCG. SCG. So Stephen O'Keefe, sock. How good sock? Yeah. We love him. He does. He fills in for Joel and Fletch, and he's obviously calling the game today. He'll join us to preview that uh, that game very shortly. Uh, we've got the Rugby League World Cup final, the men's, tomorrow morning, 2 a.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, or Daylight Saving Time, of course, 3 a.m. Australia versus uh, Samoa. I tell you what, I can't. I mean, obviously, I want the Aussies to win. I want the Kangaroos to win. But geez, I'd love. I'd, I would not be upset if Samoa won this game and Sats I'll get you to prove that soon but I've never seen so many Samoan flags on the back of Utes in my life in fact Samoan flags are sold out around Australia you can't mm. get any more it's wonderful the the passion that they have for their culture their community and their team you know it's the first final words. it's the first final in any in any sport that in any. Samoa of have ever reached. It's oh, it's so exciting. And boys, of course, the double header with the women as well. Yeah. Yep. And I've got to, I can't move forward without talking about the Brisbane Lions. Yes. The women's team, grand finalists, yep. and they'll, they'll be playing at Springfield in two weeks' time. It's just fantastic for Queensland sport and, and for, for women who are playing the great game of AFL and the great game of, of rugby league. Now, they won't know who they're playing until today, right? Mm. That's right. Yep. So, and they don't know where they're playing. Yeah, Springfield. It's been. It's definitely confirmed. It's definitely confirmed. Oh, God, I was hoping Burp and Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Yeah. Oh, so they're going to play at the new the stadium. New facility, yeah. yeah. Okay, but I, I thought they've only just laid the turf. Possibly. But, yep, and they've just, they're going with it because Metricon's not available, the Gabba's not available. So I, just, I think it's fantastic. Well, the Gabba's not available for cricket, and Metricon's not available for Guns N' Roses. <laughs> That's what. Hey, are you guys going? I'm going to Gun N'. Are you? Yeah. I saw them yeah. in Sydney. And I'm still paying off the beers. <laughs> so, speaking of beers, what about the news overnight? Oh, in Qatar. Uh, you can't buy a beer inside any of the stadiums. Now, we know... So, alcohol is illegal in Qatar anyway. It is. But, but there's some regions you can buy. And this yep. is only, only Budweiser... Because that's the sponsor. Yes, al uh, produced alcohol. Yeah. yeah so, but there are there are party facilities. You can buy a beer at hotels uh, and at certain venues, which you're getting stung. I, I, I'm hearing reports of a couple hundred bucks for two beers. Like that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like where's you tubes? would pay that? You would pay that. Well, you're in a desert. You do get thirsty. So yes, I would. But inside the stadium, they are selling beer, but it's zero alcohol. Okay. So I, I think the Pommy supporters are up and up. They're about the and the Aussies. So they can't they can't claim alcohol as a reason for riding. <laughs> no, no, losing will probably be, be their reason. But they're going to have to be, I guess, they're going to have to be creative on how they're going to sneak alcohol into the mm. stadium, aren't they? I just couldn't work it out because originally they said that beer would be available, 
and then they... they well, it is, technically, but it's zero alcohol. Zero. But then... So, Look, it's a strict... I thought earlier they said that you could have a Budweiser that had alcohol in it. And they've changed it, yeah. And they've changed it yeah. up. So, despite earlier agreeing to allow beer to be sold, they've now gone, no more alcohol, yep. not happening. Is there much alcohol consumed after your events are finished at the Olympics by a lot of the athletes? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. So much. Mm. And if, if you're like me and you've, you know, you've, given, responsibly, up, you've given up McDonald's for a year, you've given up your favourite things like ice cream, cheese, chocolate and alcohol for a whole 12 months and then you, you win an Olympic gold medal and you go to a party and there it all is. And you've got a Macca's, of course, inside the Olympic Village. Yeah, you have too. How good's and you've that? Got people, and it's free, right? And it's free. Oh, so you've got athletes it. trying to eat eight Big Macs and you've got athletes trying to do 100 chicken nuggets in 100 minutes. Oh, how good would that be? <laughs> You'd almost almost break a world record. Can I get into the Masters Bowls team or something like that and get free Maccas? That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, But and of course, there's the story, uh, and I don't, I don't know how how true it is, but you remember the Australian cricket team when they played in the Commonwealth Games in Kuala Lumpur. Were you there? For that, or was that before your time? I missed that team, but I, I oh. do know this story. And apparently parties of them smuggling in, like, cartons and cartons of VB and put, having ice baths. There was no alcohol in the village. But when the Australian cricket... They were the rock stars of the <laughs> Olympic village. Imagine the Mark Wars and the Steve Wars and all them, and like not having a drink for two weeks. I bugger that. They went on to win easily, of course. So, um, yeah, so no alcohol allowed inside the stadium. I'm sure you can survive 90 minutes. You know, without having a beer, right? Well, but, but then majority... you can't get it anywhere outside yeah, can, of that. No, you can. There are pre- not, not not around the stadium, yeah. but there are precincts where you can pay 140 bucks for a beer. So yes, <laughs> you, there are. Uh, it's it's absolutely crazy. So uh, that all kicks off Sunday morning as well, 2 a.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. The the World Cup Qatar, of course, uh, kicking that off, and uh, three o'clock uh, daylight savings time. So there's so much sport. Will you watch a lot of the World Cup? I'm not decided yet because, um, yeah, I've, there's a lot of people around the world that don't agree with a lot of Qatar's beliefs. Um, I'm not a big fan on how they acquired the, the World Cup as well. Are you saying it's uh, dodgy? Have you watched that Netflix? <laughs> yeah, I uh, have. <laughs> I have. Jeez. So I'm not quite sure. I'm have not you quite sure. So, so you're not, not going to watch it on that basis? Well, well you watch the Socceroos, won't you? It's the World Cup. It's, there's, that's, a few, yeah, there's a few things I disagree with about Qatar that I'm... I'm, I'm yeah, but it's yeah, not but it's the, the players' world. fault. But if yeah, you're going to the players if you, or the teams. If you do a blanket ban, you do a blanket ban. You don't, oh, you don't half dip your toe in the water. If I, if I see you look at a video of a soccer... Like, even 30 seconds of a Socceroos nil or draw, I'm going to go off at you. It, is it okay if I don't watch the games, but if Australia win the game, I go and watch the highlights? No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, you're either in or you're out. Yeah, I'm fully committed. Okay. And I've got a huge soccer fan in, in Billy, my nine-year-old. So he no, played, 21. Oh, 21. Oh, that's the 21-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he plays for, for Palm Beach. And he loves, like, he just loves soccer. So he'll watch a lot of the games. But we will be up at 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning because Australia Australia. takes on France. Mm. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, I mean... One thing I want to ask, uh, how are the fans in these stadiums going to survive a nil-all draw with no alcohol? <laughs> you know, like, it's one of the greatest things in sport, isn't it? A nil-all draw after 90 minutes. They should be introducing that concept that you want. Uh, you've heard about this, Brooke? Nil-all draw at full time. Mm. At release a lion onto the field. 
and it can eat <laughs> players until someone scores. Like, yeah. Or if you know, Brooke, how about this? If you know you're getting towards 90 minutes and no one's scored, you're going to score because you know that line's been released. Even if you're going to let an own goal in. <laughs> I'd kick an own goal. Mm. I'd punch the goalie and then kick an own goal just so there's no... I don't care if we lose 1-0. I just don't want that line released because I'd be the slowest on the field. You know that. Hey, Wallabies are playing Ireland this weekend as of well. Of course they? they are as well. Six o'clock uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. So I don't know. This is going to be. So, we're going to go. We're going to go. Women's Rugby League World Cup into the men into Australia versus Ireland. We'll get a little bit of a nap, and then there's something else on. Well, the opening of the soccer oh, yeah. Sunday night. Are you an open, are you an opening ceremony person? I mean, I am yes. for the Olympics. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah. I, I'm not Brooke. I'm not. I, I find them boring. I just want to see Australia come out, and then that's it. I turn it off. Oh, now, no offence to you, you Olympians. You are boring. You to, are like that, really? Yeah, like but it's, a, it's huge. I'm not this a fan of the arts. Cup. I've got to be honest. The arts and the dancing and the, the theme Mickey and Webster. the history of the, of <laughs> the strawberry the kisses, the giant kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> come on, you got to admit, as someone who's been in these opening ceremonies, you've must have been bored at least once. No, never. I'm, I'm seriously... There's a lot I'm, of standing around, mate. There's a lot I'm, of waiting, isn't there? What's, what's wrong with that? No, I'm not saying there's anything wrong, but there is a lot of waiting, waiting for your... to come out, isn't there? There's yeah, a few hours, the, isn't Yeah, it? that's the best. That's the excitement of about to walk out into an opening ceremony. It's, it's the best feeling What's ever. the silliest mascot you've seen, though? Um, silliest mascot ever. Oh, it's hard, hard to say. I think I've kept every mascot. Oh, have you? There? I've got every mascot in Matilda's bedroom. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Dawn Fraser. She's not a mascot. She got kicked out of an Olympics for stealing something. She's taken every mascot from every game she's been to. (laughs) You've got to buy them. Oh, she bought them. (laughs) (laughs) Or or with some of them, you do stand on the Olympic or World Championship Commonwealth Games podium and you get them instead of flowers or as well as flowers and your medal. So I've got, yeah. What do you really do with the flowers that they give you? Well, my Olympic flowers, I actually was able to get customs to sign off that I could bring them home and I've dried them. Really? And I wanted to frame them, but instead I've just dried them and they're just in a... In a vase at home. And, and the olive um, wreath that I wore when, because I was in Athens, yeah. of course, in 2004. So we all got the, uh, the olive wreath around our, um, our heads as well as the medals. And so I bought that back as well. But customs allowed us to actually bring, say, bring back those flowers and bring back. I was going to uh, say, why well, haven't I seen our... you on board of security? <laughs> <laughs> you know, next to the lady who's trying to smuggle in a chicken. Like, seriously, I want to. No, you're okay with that. As long as it's what? Dried. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's dried now. It was dried before. Boogie board bags? Can't. No, no, no. Let's <laughs> not go there. We're here from McHappy Day, uh, 2022, uh, coming to you live from McDonald's Harbour Town on the Gold Coast. Hello to our listeners through SENQ Brisbane, 1170 Sydney, and 1620 on the Goldie. On the text line 0457736736. That is a beautiful story, Brooke. People don't understand how valuable the support is that the Ronald McDonald Foundation provides to families that have a sick child and they're going through worrying anxiety. Great job supporting this. I'm heading down to pick up some Big Macs right now. E- Eels Muzz. Yeah, good on you. Good on Eels Muzz? I thought it was Rooster Muzz. No, there's Eels Muzz Eels and a Rooster Muzz. Muzz. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Eels Muzz. That's I thought it was really the same nice. Person. Yeah, re- that yeah. is nice. Really nice. Hey, um, if you are going to Macca's today and you are supporting McHappy Day, tell us where you're going. We'll give uh, your local Macca's uh, a shout-out. 0457 736 736. I see a former staff member of Macca's here. Olivia Sattler. Yeah, just she's here. <laughs> was she the fry queen? Because Ari is the fry queen. She was front desk. Oh, front desk. Front counter. Yeah, she would be. Mm. Yeah, she would be.
Yeah. And drive through. And drive through. Yeah. Oh, she chat to people all day. Mm. You know, I just want to make an order, lady. Can you mm. just hurry up? Beautiful smiles, customer service. That's, yeah. You know, that's yeah. What it's Wicked about. sense of humour. Yeah. <laughs> oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Which Maccas are you going today to for McHappy Day? We're going to take a break. When we come back, Stephen O'Keefe uh, is part of our commentary team today uh, for the second ODI between Australia and England at the SCG. He'll join us next. This is a special edition of Sports Day live from Maccas Harbour. Town for McHappy Day. This is Sports Day, live from Macca's Harbour Town on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Scott Sattler, Brooke Hanson, Jason Matthews here at Macca's at Harbour Town on the Gold Coast. Hello to our listeners through SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy, 1620 AM on the Gold Coast, and of course, 1170 SEN in Sydney, and of course, Sydney is where the second ODI between Australia and England takes place. Uh, 1.15 this afternoon, uh, standard time, and an hour later for those in daylight savings. It's going to be a big game. I expect a few uh, big ins for, for England, the current white ball world champs in both forms, T20 and the ODIs. This man will be a part of, the, of our commentary team on SEN today. None other than Sock Stephen O'Keefe joining us now on Sports Day. G'day, Sock. Good afternoon, everyone. Geez, you've got the dream gig, don't you? Macca's on the Gold Coast. Um, <laughs> Mate, it's horrible, I know. Job it's, to the other, or? <laughs> Mate, and it's my local, so I'm going all right with that oh, sock. Nice. Are we expecting a few begins yeah, just... for England today, mate? Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that we will see some begins. I was listening to Josh Butler at the end of his, um, uh, when he got interviewed at the end of the game, and he said that, you know, he was looking at the pool, the depth of players that England had, um, and asked if there were going to be a few more in. I think Ishigura asked him, and he said he, he, he just didn't quite commit to the fact that we might see uh, the likes of Moen Ali and Adil Rashid back in the side. It is an SCG wicket, which you'd assume would be a little bit slower and might spin. So you might see him play an extra spinner. Um, but I, I'm just not sure whether you'll see that same lineup, I guess, that we saw in the, in the T20 World Cup final. So are we excited about the way Australia played in that first match, or is it more around oh. England being a little bit off because of the T20 celebration. still drunk. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you couldn't blame them for that, could you? Um, but no, they had, I mean, you look at England's lineup. they had uh, Jason Roy, Salt, Vince Billings in their top five, and it was Darwin Milan who ended up with the, the big hundred. But five out of those top six are, are guys that play a lot of cricket in the Big Bash here in Australia. So they're experienced campaigners and very well-established England cricketers, for that matter. Um, so Australia did play really well. I think what was really positive was the new opening partnership with Travis Head and David Warner. Um, I thought they played, complemented each other really, really well. I mean, the big question mark was over who was going to fill Aaron Finch's um, shoes once he, was, once he was out. But Travis Head stepped up and stepped forward. And then, of course, Steve Smith, you know, saying that he's getting back to form that he hasn't experienced for five or six years would be a scary sight for any or thought for any opposition team. So there's a lot of takeaways, I think, from the Australians' performance. I think they, you know, you, you want to set out and win games. England, sure, they can use a, a bit of a hangover as an excuse for one game. But the thing about international cricket is, you, you know, you, you, you don't want to use that excuse for too long uh, before you start trekking or trailing backwards because... Um, you know, it's all about the next win, not about the last one. And I think England will be looking to, if they do play a similar sort of side, definitely play a lot better than what they produced at Adelaide Oval. 
Great to see Dave Warner get back into some runs, especially, you know, he's, it's fair to say he's at the, at the back end of his career and, and trying to go out the best way he possibly can. So it was great to see him get a, a handful of runs. Yeah, I think um, it was great to see the top, you know, top three or four Aussie guys that, that are experienced get some runs. As I said, Travis Head was great. Warner, I think, you know, white ball cricket. He's, you know, when he's on, I think the Australian cricket team's on. So he's the sort of the, the yardstick or the measure of that team. If they're getting off to good starts with him seeing the ball clearly and thinking clearly, then the rest of the team sort of falls in underneath. And as I said, I think the big takeaway from that batting card was Steve Smith. I listened to an interview with him and, you know, he was even quoted as saying, I'm back, baby, out in the middle. So I, I see a lot of good things for Australia shaping up over the next 12 months. They've got a huge calendar, starting with these one days. There's five tests at home. There's a big test series over in India mixed in with some one-day cricket. So, you know, seeing these experienced guys sort of getting better and scoring runs is a positive thing for this Australian team, given that it's going to be a jam-packed schedule, as I said, over this summer. Hey, just quickly on Steve Smith's um, batting. Geez, he's changed his style, hasn't he, Sock? He's not fidgety mm, as yeah, much as he used to be. Yeah. I, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, he's, he's still got those quirks and, and mannerisms, but he's a, he's a student of the game, and to say he thinks about the game is probably an understatement. I'd say he'd stay up most nights thinking about his game, rehearsing his technique. So to see him say that it finally clicks and... For us looking from the outside in, it probably looks like it's less fidgety, but for him, it's all about finding his hands and his feet in space, his sense of proprioception. And, um, you know, he's certainly not moving across his stumps as much as what he did in previous seasons. You know, he's got a little trigger movement with his back foot, which tends to now line up with more middle to off than, you know, well passed off stump. So I think, you know, smaller movements and, and head and, and hands going towards the ball down the wicket seem to be re- working really simply for him. And, for him to come out and say that he's in that sort of form, like I said, there was times I played cricket with him where, you know, he would say before he went out there that he was going to make 100 and, um, you know, he would do that. So, as yeah, him in good form is exactly what this team needs. And um, particularly, guys, played 87 tests. He's also at the back end of his career. Averages 60 in test cricket. And now he's finding his form again in one-day cricket because he's tended to being left out of the side, particularly in the T20 setup, is, is good things for Australia. Sock, someone who made 100 just so easy with all of those boundaries was Milan. How, you know, how can we mm. get on top of him? How can we just break this, this great, um, I guess, energy that he's got and he's in great form at the moment? Yeah, I mean, he's, it's, a, it's a good question, Brooke, because I think he's probably the, the most informed uh, white ball batter in the world. Uh, he was ranked T20 international career. He was ranked one there for a while um, batting. So he's, uh, he's a guy that, I guess makes batting look simple. You know, he's got simple foot movement. Doesn't look like he gets out of second or third gear, but just seems to find gaps. Um, so I think it's going to be hard for the Australians to peg someone back like him who was in good form in the in the lead up with the World Cup. He suffered a bit of a groin injury against Sri Lanka during the T20, and that's why he didn't play the final. Otherwise, he would have. Um, and he was their standout player. Without his 140, England really would have been embarrassed. Um, and they, you know, managed to get to 280. So. Look, I think if they can get him in early will be the key. And then if the ball's moving, I think someone like a Mitchell Stark can really threaten the outside edge, get it nice and full and get the ball moving sideways, I think will be the key. And uh, Pat Cummins as well, I think, showed shades of his, his best form as well. He was getting the ball to, to nip off the scene. 
So I think those guys with the hard ball up front is going to be vital to trying to peg him back um, if, if conditions suit at the SCG. But, um, you know, the good thing for England uh, and for this contest is that Darwood Milan's in great form. Yeah, it was, it was great to see Mitch Stark get some movement, of course, um, with the ball. Mm. And you, you mm. mentioned Paddy Cumminsock. Although you're saying he's starting to get back to seeing some of those those little traits in his bowling that, that has made him the number one bowler in the world, would he still be disappointed with how expensive he was throughout the uh, the ten overs? Yeah, I, yeah, I think he was. What was he three for sixty or something like that? I, I think that's about about right. I think there's. I mean, there was some talk in the T20 World Cup that he had some expensive overs, wasn't there? One over in particular, he went for twenty at the death against the against the tail, but. Look, I think three for sixty, um, three for sixty-two. He ended up with was it was a really good effort. I think the balls that he knocked over um, Vince with, in particular, was an absolute peach. When when Pat's bowling one thirty-five k's plus or one forty plus, we'll call it, and when he's sort of angling the ball in and straightening it, I, I, I think there's no harder bowler in the world to face than him when he's doing that at speed. So um, three for sixty in a one day, you'd take that. Sure, there's probably some work on for him, maybe working out how he's going to bowl at the death and when guys are going hard like Milan was, is something that he can go back and assess. But I, I'd, you'd take three for 60 from your Premier quick in any one-day game, I reckon, and, and be happy with that. And like I said, for him, getting wickets up top early with a new ball is what his job is, and that's what he did so well for Australia, which set up their win. We're chatting to uh, Stephen O'Keefe ahead of the second ODI at the SCG the, this afternoon. Sock, um, speaking of the SCG, what sort of crowd can we expect? It was pretty disappointing in Adelaide on Thursday. I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a question that's been asked, isn't it? Is, is Australia even Australia's most popular cricket team in Australia? Because it seemed like the, you know, the subcontinental um, Southeast you know, Asian teams, India and Pakistan, got bigger crowds. Um, I'm driving in on the moment. I'm, I'm heading down the Eastern Distributor and it's, it's Ram. So I, I can only assume that a lot of these people would be heading um, into the SCG to watch. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, isn't it? It's a lot of cricket, I guess, it's on at the moment. We've had the WBBL semi-final last night with the Sydney Sixers took on the Sydney Thunder and the, with the women's Sixers team getting ahead. So there's a lot of cricket on. So you can forgive people for thinking maybe they're a bit burn out by watching it all after watching a World Cup and then having these three one-days against Australia. But, you know, it is Australia's premier cricket team and there's so much talent to showcase uh, and, and that is on display that, you know, even though I'm going in to commentate as a cricket tragic, I love watching the Australian cricket team and, and the players that it produces. We've got, you know, big, tall, fast bowlers. We've got guys who can hit the ball miles. We've got exciting cricketers in the field, three-dimensional. So... I'm hoping for a big crowd. Um, I'm a bit perplexed as to why we're probably not. I think there's a few opinions out there as to say why they're maybe not getting the crowd that they should. I probably don't subscribe to it. I just think sometimes in Australia there's a lot of good things to do on a Saturday rather than go to the SCG and watch cricket. And I think if people aren't at the ground, they'll be definitely watching it passively in the background uh, as it's a nice summer's day here in Sydney. They're not at the SCG. I'm sure they'll be at the beach or at, Mac at Macca's for Mick Happy Day. No, well done. Well, I've got to ask you, have a, have a great call, Sock, but I've got to ask you, surely on the way home, you're going to be going through drive through you're going to be getting a Big Mac oh. or two and, uh, and enjoying the rest of your night and, and supporting Mick Happy Day today. I certainly will, Brooke. It's, it is a staple of mine to leave the SCG. I get to go to the Mac on Military Road. 
I get my six nuggets, my grilled chicken wrap, and I just throw them all in together and uh, dip it in my sweet and sour sauce. That's my go-to combo. So uh, look out, Maccas at Military Road at about 1 a.m. I'll be there. Yeah, I'm about to crack my first Big Mac shortly. I, I can't sit in McDonald's yeah. and watch other people eat. And Sock, of course, Superman <laughs> and uh, Batwoman have also turned up too. So... I know you're ah, rough speaking yeah, to Superman straight away, mm. Sat. Feel threatened. Yeah. <laughs> Feel threatened. Oh, and he's trying to chat my daughter up as well. I yeah, saw that as yeah well, so. actually, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, oh, uh, you gonna, sure, it isn't, yeah. sure it isn't, Sats, with the, with the glasses off, is it? You're not doing a Clark Kenny down, are you? That's not you, is it? You're not Superman. <laughs> hey, Sock, good luck with the call this afternoon on SEN. You can listen to that through 16.20am on the Gold Coast, SENQ in Brisbane. Or, of course, 1170 SEN in Sydney. Or download the SEN app. Not only can you listen to the ODIs, you can also listen to every match of the FIFA World Cup live and exclusive on SEN as well. Sock, good luck to Savo, mate. Thanks for your time on our special sports day broadcast from McHappy Day. He's gone. There he goes. He's, he's gone. Talking about superheroes, whatever happened to Robin? Well, it was always Batman and Robin, but yeah. Robin just disappeared. Well, we don't want to talk about that. Uh, is, there any, is there any suspicion around what's happened with Robin? I thought Robin was a little needy. I think Batman's just <laughs> dealt with that. I think he's locked up in a cave somewhere. No, he got married and had kids. And, you he know, did not. Robin did. No, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he was that. getting married to having kids, Robin. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bachelor, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. We've got Ninja Turtles. It's, it's all happening here today at Harbour Town at McDonald's for McHappy Day. And I love McHappy Day, don't get me wrong, but if you had the chance to dress up as a superhero, would it be Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz? Would you say, that's me? Would you? you look at the roster and you go, who am I Dorothy? Iron Man. You've got uh, the Hulk. It's got, Superwoman. Oh, Dorothy. Supergirl, isn't it? Is it Supergirl or Superwoman? Superwoman. But isn't there a TV show called Supergirl? I mean, Jack's into all that. You? No, he that's Super like... Size Me. <laughs> Supergirl and Wonder Woman. Who would you woman. dress up as? Who would you, who would you come here as? Oh, I'd want well, to he be has. He's come as Humphrey B. Bear. <laughs> Someone laughed. Someone laughed too hard. <laughs> Was that your daughter? <laughs> We're going to go to a break. This no, is... I want to know. After oh. the break, I want to know who are you, who are you dressing it's up as? It's down to two. Okay. It's down to two. Let us know. Someone... Yeah, a bit different. All right, this is Sports Day coming to you live from McDonald's at Harbour Town on the Gold Coast. Uh, it's a wonderful day. You know, last year McDonald's raised over $5.2 million. I was wondering this morning, actually. I was coming up with a figure about how much they would raise each year. So we've got to beat that this year for Ronald McDonald House Charities. Break time. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day live from Macca's Harbour Town. This is Sports Day. Live from Macca's Harbour Town on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scott Sattler, Brooke Hanson and Jason Matthews at Macca's Harbour Town on the Gold Coast. Great location, this. Uh, do a spot of shopping after this if you want. Mm. Go. Gazman's my favourite shop. Does that show my age? JB Hi-Fi for me. Oh, yeah, that's good too. Mm. Actually, I need a new Speedo phone. Speedo for me. Yeah, see, <laughs> you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Do you just wear swimmers casually? Like, is that what you... Yeah. Like, do you go to the beach? Do you wear, like, your Sp- the, the one-piece swimming outfit? 
Oh, not, is this not creep? what I raced Did in, you go to the but beach? yeah, this morning to the beach, so I just wore, yeah, I just wore a pair of speedos. Is this creepy? Piece. Us having this discussion with you and asking you? No, I live, I'm I starting live in to, speedos. I'm starting to feel like I'm going to get an email from HR <laughs> uh, any moment, and like, and to get a week, get a weekend email from HR, not good. <laughs> hey, uh, we are live at Macca's at Harbour Town. Don't forget, two bucks from every Big Mac sold today goes to Ronald McDonald House Charities. It's a wonderful cause. We're going to try and beat that 5.2 million that was raised nationally last year, but. Um, I'll tell you, I've got to talk about the, uh, the Rugby League World Cup, the men, which is happening uh, early hours of tomorrow morning. And the NRL roast, a great Facebook page, and I think they're on Instagram as they well. Are, yeah. They've been trying to get a hold of uh, The Rock, well, The Rock to do uh, a shout-out to the Samoan team. He finally delivered. Have a listen to some of this. I was there with you guys on Saturday. I put on a tall Samoa jersey, and I would play. I'd take that field. Man, I'd be running that rock with you guys. I'll probably get my ass kicked, <laughs> but that's okay. Grit, legacy, uh, my Usos, I love you. I'm so proud of you. We are all so proud of you. Take that field, make history, and win. How <laughs> <laughs> good How good. I love that. Grit and legacy. I mean, that's, you talk about star factor, star power, one of the biggest stars in the world, and uh, I was actually reading the other day about the Samoan, Samoan population in the US, which is just ridiculous how big the Samoan, the American Samoan uh, community is. Uh, and they've adopted the Samoan side, the, the US, for this, this Rugby League World Cup. Now, like Twitter is, and has Twitter always is, in, when they, anyone has an opportunity to take someone down, he, he kept saying, no. good luck in the Rugby World Cup. And people saying, it's Rugby oh. League, mate. It's rugby. Please, seriously. Get on with yeah. it. He did say rugby a couple of times, but he did say rugby yeah. league World Cup. Yeah, but, uh, but what about how he said, oh, if I played, I'd get smashed. I was mm. like, hardly. Like, have you seen his body? Oh, yeah. my gosh, he's not getting smashed. What? Okay. That was creepy. That was You're creepy right. right there. I, yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Is. We're talking The Rock. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, unbelievable. Even as a man, surely you're going to have a man crush on The Rock. Mm. I've got a man Scott? crush on Billy Slater, so. Have you? Yeah. <laughs> I've worked out who my, um, uh, who my superhero would be. Yep. Iron Man. Oh, he's good, rich. Good choice. Yeah, Iron Man. And I like Robert Downey Jr. as well. Rich, mm. he's intelligent. Who would you be, Sats? Um, Sonny Bill Williams, he's a superhero. <laughs> right, okay. Or the Hulk. Well, we're going to talk to Superman, <laughs> Ben, the local Superman, uh, real soon. And so. I'm going to go for Harley Quinn. Harley oh, yeah. Quinn. Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she's hot, isn't yeah. she? Oh, yeah. See? <laughs> no, no, but they are, though, You blame right? everyone else... Being creepy, and you're the creepiest. Hang on, I've got an email. <laughs> uh, that's funny. She but plays a good role, Margot Robbie. The Rock, how good would he be yeah. as a leader, a le- part of a leadership team to inspire any team around the world, any team at all? Well, he's just done it for Samoa. He's but... got a great story, actually. He talked about a story where he just he basically had nothing. He was close to living on the street. He had, I think he had $60, $70 in his pocket. And turned turned himself into this this megastar. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing story. That's awesome. And Joel Joel Selwa, so yeah. he, he's taken the, the role at Melbourne Storm as as a leadership coach. So you're going to see all of these leaders. Do we need leadership coaches? Oh, Come, we on. Do. Come on! Come on! I work in this space. I love. La- yeah, you do. I, in a sport, but isn't that the job of the leadership group? No, because when you're actually engaged in the in the sport itself. So if you're a swimmer, or a rugby league, or an AFL player and you're in the playing group, everyone from the outside looking in just thinks that people are, are natural leaders, and they're not. 
And people say you're born a leader. I, I disagree well, with that. Well, then why are you a leader then if you're not a leader? No, you, you morph into becoming a leader. And right. sometimes people need education on how to be a leader, how to identify different areas in the game, whatever sport you're playing, where you can take hold of that moment and become a leader or become a really positive voice amongst your group. And as you get older, 21, 22, 23, then you start getting 24, 25 in rugby league and you, you actually understand your place within a team. Okay. But my question to you is, you, you don't think there's some natural leaders already at the Melbourne Storm? Isn't that Craig Bellamy's job to, to, to be that leadership figure? Oh, I don't buy this position. Seriously, I, I, I think it is a waste of a position that you have a leadership coach come in. That's the coach's job. That's no. the coaching team's job. Why not? The coach's job is to coach. Mm. And lead. And lead his men. And Craig Bellamy's a leader of... He's a great leader of men, like Wayne Bennett, right? I thought that's their job. No, some have, some have the attributes to be able to educate about leadership. But, uh, see, that's the thing. From the outside in, you just think everyone, or not everyone, but the majority of those players at Melbourne are natural-born leaders, and they're not, because they've had a huge turnover. They've had Cooper Cronk go, Billy Slater go, Cam Smith go, Jesse Bromwich gone, Kenny Bromwich gone. So all of a sudden, they've got this group of young players that still play for Australia and State of Origin. That doesn't make them automatic leaders, but... But don't we have too many coaches in the system now? We joke about it often. Yeah, we so, can't. We yeah, actually sometimes I've, can't have too many coaches. We are starting to head down the American landscape where you've got a coach for everything. Um, can't we just keep it simple? You have a head coach, assistant coaches, and then you have your captain. I mean, I, I'm against multiple captains. I in am a team. too. Yeah, I, am I mean, you've got AFL teams with three captains. Seriously? Like, I think we're overdoing it now. I don't know why we're overdoing it. I don't know if it's a, a new generational thing where everyone gets a go. But I don't know. But they've just they're, they're they're forming a new skin, Melbourne, with all these players I, I going. I love it. I think, but I think. So Joel Selwood jo- coming in yep. from a completely different landscape, from a really one of the most successful modern yep. day clubs, yep. comes in. It just gives a completely different perspective. That's just not rugby league. Yeah, it's brilliant. Mm. I think it's a, it's a, the way of the future, and I think so many other teams, rugby league teams, rugby union. Soccer, swim teams, they will follow. They and, will follow And, Brooke, this. they become like counsellors too, don't they? They do, yeah. But when you're a player, you're struggling with form. Yeah. And you don't want to go to the coach because you don't want to sound like you're being weak and you might give the coach a reason to drop you. Uh, you don't want to throw, throw all your problems onto one of the other players. Um, you don't want to go to assistant coach because he feeds to the head coach. Who else do I go to? I'll go to the leadership guy who Joel Selwood. I just need to have a chat to him about what do I need to change in my preparation? Is it my diet? Is it different parts of the game that I'm not grabbing hold of and as an ex-player he can educate the player individually about how to you know make changes in their preparation so whatever it may be it's mentoring it's life coach it's counseling it's and it's of course about leadership but it's about getting all of them to work out what sort of leaders they are they all are and there are leaders in every single group and I agree with you guys one captain then the leadership group but those leadership that, it, that's going to be so important. Those leaders, those individuals, it's going to be so important for every team mm. to step up. And I know that I do a lot of mentoring, a lot of leadership work with a lot of different athletes from different sports. And some of them aren't the, the alpha male dominant leader. And they go, well, you know, how, like I lead differently because so many leaders, it's not just about the rah, 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 and, mm. you know, and look at me and follow what I do. So I think, yeah, I think it's great. And the Storm have a, a number of different individuals and different personalities down there that I think Joel can really, 
you know, be able to, yeah, embrace and engage with them and get the best out of them. If I was to coach the Melbourne Storm, I'd just play that video from any given Sunday. Mm. Every week. Al Pacino, just watch this, guys, and then go out there and win. Mm. Uh, the other thing, I wanted to ask you quickly before we go to a break, and I need a Big Mac shortly. Um, what position, if Rock, if the Rock was playing rugby league for some Front row. Front row? Yep. You'd have him in the front row. Mm. I don't know how quick he is. If he was quick. He's quick. He's got speed. Is he? Maybe maybe a big winger, like a Jonah Lomu. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying front row. Imagine him running at you with the ball. Like even Cam Murray, who's the bravest, most good-looking player. In Cam Murray would snap him in half. You reckon? Yep. And still get up looking without a hair out of place. And stand over top of him and... I'm in love with Cam Murray, the South Cap. Yeah. yeah, just want to let you know that. Not love, love. I admire the guy. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm going to go to a break. This is Sports Day. Uh, coming to you live from Maccas today at Harbour Town. Come down and support McHappy Day. Two bucks from every Big Mac uh, going towards Ronald McDonald House Charities. My family's meant to be here and I'm hungry. They're going to you, buy me do lunch. you want me to shout you a Big Mac? Could you? You've got plenty. Uh, we're going to go to a break back in a moment. This is Sports Day. This is Sports Day, live from Macca's Harbour Town on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, don't forget two bucks from every Big Mac sold today. We'll go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities. We, uh, we're going to try and beat that $5.2 million that was raised last year nationally. We are at Macca's at Harbour Town on the Gold Coast. Uh, no doubt a lot of our listeners in Brisbane and also Sydney uh, have been here because whenever you come to the Goldie, you go shopping, you go to the outlets... At Harbour Town, and you come over here and you grab yourself some Maccas for lunch. So, uh, what about pe- Gold Coast Benji? What about Gold Coast? Well, we just had a, a, a lovely couple come up and show us this book about Benji, which is like a how'd you explain that? Like a, a mascot? Yeah, he's like a little teddy bear mascot that travels to 10 of the McHappy Days in the one day. That's so, they start nice. down the south end of the Gold Coast and yep. head all the way up towards Brisbane. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and what gets a get a photo and a burger at each burger and a hand. As well. Can you take me next year? Mm. <laughs> I'll have a burger on each joint. I, I won't say no to that. Speaking of Benji's, we've got... Well, hang on. We better fire up the Superman, the superhero music. Hit it, Jack. Superman, a.k.a. Ben, from McDonald's Harbour Town joining us. How are you, Benny? Good, thanks, fellas. Thanks he, for having me. He said it's the first time he's been on radio. Is it? it? Is. Yeah. So we've got to warm him into it. Radio. Right, yeah. Well, how would we do that? Ask Don't me. ask him too hard questions. Just <laughs> oh, yeah. make it simple, very uh, e- early. Yeah, right. Well, you're dressed as Superman, hence why we played the Superman music. But it's an exciting day for everyone, isn't it? Oh, a wonderful day for everyone to get behind the charity. Yeah, it's brilliant. How much planning goes in today just for your store here? I mean, you've, got, you've got four stores yourself, is that right? Uh, two. Two. Um, how much planning goes into the, your stores? Uh, about a month. Yep. It takes us about a month to get everything together from putting together the raffle and organising all our donations for that and organising the volunteers and all the decoration for the day and our rosters. I, I want to mention that too because my daughters work here and, and I was just telling that to Ben. In fact, I've just seen the ringers turn up. My twin, my twin ringers, so they're here. Um, in fact, there is, there is argument that Ron McDonald could be their father. But we won't go. <laughs> we'll park that for another segment. But I, I, will, I will say, not only have you got staff who are working today, you've got a lot of volunteers who have put up their hand to help out today, who are staff at Macca's. And, and I think that's outstanding. And I don't think we talk about that enough either, Ben. 
Yeah, no, it's wonderful. The whole team gets behind it. There's a great culture behind the charity within the restaurant, so it's brilliant to see them all in their, their outfits and, yeah, getting behind it for a great cause. Well, I loved it. I walked in with my three kids and the husband and straight away they were like, do you want raffle tickets? We've got face painting. Everyone is dressed up in a different uh, superhero outfit and it's just such a fun vibe. Yeah, awesome vibe. Definitely. Now, is it your store that just decide, or your stores that decide to put the superheroes on, or is that at every store? Uh, we do a vote for our team, so yep. we put it out to all of our crew and say, "What theme do you guys want to pick this year?" And that's what they came up with this year. So, and who does up the roster in relation to what superhero you are? Because you've made yourself Superman, <laughs> yeah. obviously. So you've gone top. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I've seen three of us today. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good group photo before of the Superman, so... So how many Big Macs would you normally go on average on a day like today and, and then compare it to McHappy Day? Uh, probably a, a few hundred on a day like today, but definitely yeah, wow. today it's going to pick right up. So the donations through the Big Mac mechanism are going to be great for us, for yeah, the charity. Right. How good's that? Mm. How good's that? And all that money goes towards uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities. And, <laughs> and, Brooke, you mentioned off the top, you've, you've used the facilities in Victoria and... And how, and how important it was to you and your family at that time yeah, as so, well. It's just so important. So every single cent, and we want to go beyond $5.2 million today, but every single cent goes back into the incredible charities. And my son was in hospital for, for almost a year and, and unfortunately didn't make it. But during that time, we spent every single day in the Ronald McDonald family room. And the family room had tea and coffee and cookies and there was an outside facility where you could get some sunshine or if you, there was a quiet room where there was no phones you could just have a sleep in a recliner and and you always had someone there donating their time to volunteer to give you a hug to make you a cuppa and just yeah put a smile on your face and and that's why this day is so important to me and to see your staff really embracing it uh it definitely yeah it means a lot to parents like myself that have experienced it firsthand but you must be so proud of your team and, and the commitment that they've made today oh immensely proud the effort they put in every year is wonderful and it's not just from today itself like, like i said the past month everyone's been working really hard to get ready for today and execute it as best as we can for the charity ben do you see is there any families that come down that have experienced mcdonald uh, ronald mcdonald house and who have had children that have gone through chemo, whatever it may be? Yeah, we've definitely had some people come through the drive-through that tell their stories on the way through and we just had a lady visit up at Hope Island who her friend's daughter went through a similar situation in Ronald McDonald House Charity, so it's not that far of a degree of separation that you, you get to hear a story about someone that's been positively impacted by the charity. And what do you do? do you, how do you inspire the team? Do you, do you tell them, a lot of them would know what McHappy Day is, but do you tell them how important it is for, for families and for, for, I guess, everyone in society to get behind such a great day? Yeah, we definitely educate them on, you know, that it's a home away from home for families when they're going through those tough periods. Um, and so, yeah, they, they all are aware and we've been building that year on year, that knowledge for our team, and they just get really passionate about it and get behind it. It's Out great. of 10 customers... How many of 10 customers on average would ask for no pickles? Because I love pickles. Oh, they're the best. Yeah. They're the best. Probably two. Two. Yeah. Right. So I'm, I'm with you, though. I love my pickles. Yeah. We're going to ban them. No, jokes, Ben. We're not going to ban them. But and then no. what, what about me? So if you go, I go bunless. Is there, ma is there many bunless? What? What? Yeah. One in a hundred. One in a hundred. It's quite yeah, common. No, it is common. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. There you go. It happens, Wes. They, they call them the weird group. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> 
Geez, you're boring. Hey, my, no offence. Hey, you I'm, may have an Olympic I'm, gold medal, If I'm medal, going for carbohydrates like buns, like you think about a Big Mac, right? You've got, yeah. three, you've got three, basically three How people, good is it? Three. Oh, so good. So yeah. I'm, I'll go a bunless Big Mac because the carbs, I'd prefer to have a beer. So you've got to, So you buy the balance. socks today? I got the socks yeah. today. And, see, I'll, and I'll go for a bunless Big Mac. See, the difference between you and I, Brooke Hansen, is I'll have both. <laughs> you know what I mean? The beer and the Big oh, yeah, Mac. That's right. Well, it's, it's great. I've gone the socks. I've got two pairs of socks. And then even the water bottles today, 10 cents yeah. from this water bottle donated straight to Ronald McDonald House Charities. Yeah, well done. Well done, Benny. And, and uh, of course, your dad, Mike, as well. Um, and you've been working out. Looking at you in that suit, <laughs> that is skin tight. And look at those guns. Doesn't he look good, Sam? Yeah, he does, yeah. Amazing. Well done, mate. Mm. Thanks for what you do. Thanks for having me. No Thanks worries. Ben Atkin, uh, the owner here at, at McDonald's at Harbortown. Got to go to a break. Uh, when we come back, more of Sports Day here on SEN. This is Sports Day. Live from Macca's Harbortown on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, welcome back to it. Uh, Scotty Sattler, Brooke Hansen, and Jason Matthews live from Maccas at Harbour Town for McHappy Day 2022. The text machine's going off 0457 736 736. Uh, Jason sent us a text. Afternoon, team. Can you get that bloke to rip into Sats about his mini boycott of the FIFA World Cup due to Qatar's dodginess instead of those <laughs> McHappy Day socks? Yeah, mm. well, McHappy Day socks are great. Well done, Sats. You yep. Five dollars uh, they are to support Ronald McDonald House charities, but yeah, mate, you've got to, you've got to. I don't care. It's the it's the biggest sporting contest in the world. It is bigger than the Olympics, the World Cup. It's ten times, no, twice as big viewer wise than. Don't the Olympics. start this up. You and Badge got into an argument throughout throughout the week, and I'm telling you, neither of you came to a, a final point. Because both Olympics of us don't is, know what we're talking about. The Olympics about. is the biggest event in the world. It's the biggest event. No, it's the, the biggest multi-sport It's the event biggest in event in the world. Okay, mate. Oh, let me, who's going to be watching that opening game of the World Cup? Give me that audience versus the ones watching synchronised swimming. I'm talking about the event it's itself. It's called artistic swimming. Yeah, but you've got... <laughs> See? Would you shut up? <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is what he goes... You, you learn this with, with Woogie. He goes off about, you know, numbers, who's watching what. You know, it's... It's the biggest event. No, no, but if you put Olympics. a day side by side, a day of Olympic action, which <sighs> goes for about 15 hours, versus a day of FIFA World Cup I'm not action. not talking about viewing audiences. We're well, talking about the event itself. No, but we're, I'm talking about viewing. I'm, oh, I'm oh, only... We're not talking about viewing. Who cares about viewing? It's oh, about because the event you're... itself. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> What would you know? You've only been, you, how many Olympics have you been to? You God. need a big mark. I do. I'm actually hangry. Um, anyway, Sats, you've got, to, you've got to support Australia. You've got to get up early and watch Australia on Wednesday morning, 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. in yeah, Sydney. Yeah, 5 a.m. in Queensland, 6 a.m. in New South Wales. I'm putting money on the draw. I am too. Uh, gamble responsibly, six bucks. Mm. The draw on that game. Uh, Jace also said, P.S., I've already been to North Paramackers for a Big Mac feed. Good on you, mate. Two bucks from that uh, Big Mac going to uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities. Mark has sent us a text. When Smith was at his best, maybe in the 2019 Ashes and scoring 100 after 100, didn't he have to make major move? Uh, didn't didn't he have to major movements in his batting? Then he, he did. did. It's like he had a twitch. Mm. But I noticed the other night he's actually that's been pulled back a bit. You talking about in between ball because he's got this. He's got this, um, well, this religious little rhythm that he goes through mm. while the bowler is walking back to the. He steps back, he 
he grabs the the the, the playing box and he grabs his pad and he, he grabs a part of the bat and he's toned that down a little bit so mm. he's not so active in between the balls. It's almost like it's it's Rafa Nadal like, isn't it? Mm. You know that yeah. whole got to line the through. bottles up and yeah. Any um any Olympians, any you know swimmers that were were like that had this. Did you like Brooke? an OCD I, type? Did yeah, you have I a? When I look back on watching some of my races, and then you go, oh, hang on, I did that, and subconsciously it just happened. It's mm. just you know, and then you don't even realise that that's exactly what you did. Well, or, it becomes part of your routine. Yeah. It becomes muscle memory, doesn't it? It is totally muscle memory. And then yeah, you splash, and then yeah, you like hit my legs, and then I'd hit my le- my left arm, then my right arm, and then I'd do this. You know, shake of, yeah, shake of yeah. both arms, and then I close. Yeah, you can see, like, close your eyes for ten seconds, deep breath, like these little things that end up exactly what we're talking about. I was end listening up being part of your routine. I was listening to a story from Susie O'Neill mm. last couple of weeks, and she's talking about how before every major race, Commonwealth Games, World Champs, Pan Packs, whatever it may be, Olympics, she would vomit. Just she would be sick, continuously sick, just with nerves, but you would never know it with some of her performances but she said with the big events I was just always I was always nauseous always yeah mm. and always Did you? and always vomiting it's it's all of that performance arousal so if you've got no nerves so I always had to have a, a, a few nerves too many nerves would be you're over the top and you're you know really not feeling well but it's trying to find that right balance of yeah if you're not nervous enough wasn't going to get the best performance. Over nervous, wasn't going to get. So Alan Langer used to vomit before a game. Yeah, really. All the t- and if the players around him at the Broncos, if he didn't vomit before a game, they thought. Well, they knew Alf was off. Alan Langer was oh, off. Wow. But he was so nervous before the game that if he vomited, they said, "Oh, Alfie's on." And then what about you? I had I had a ridiculous routine that's too long to go through. Mm. But at the two, the, we've got this buzzer in the dressing sheds. It's still on today. It's called the two-minute buzzer. As soon as it goes, it means you're going on the field in two minutes. And that's when you see the added or the dynamics of the dressing room just change. As soon as the buzzer goes, everyone just starts getting fidgety. I used to run to the toilet. And I used to just not go to the toilet. I used to just sit on the toilet. And we end up used to saying a prayer. I used to say a prayer to keep me safe. And I'm not a highly religious person. I'd say not at all. Yeah, and then I'd and then I'd come back out, and the referee would say, "Run back on," and I end up just end up becoming a weekly thing. I'd what about get, halftime? I used to always have a chocolate chip muffin. Oh, how nice would <laughs> that be at halftime? Yeah. So, but you pray so keep me safe, meaning that yeah. keep me safe. Don't get don't let me get injured. No injuries. Mm. Um, talking about uh, what's my most watched sporting events, number one. I don't believe this. This is rubbish. Tour de France, 3.5 billion viewers. Yeah, I'd believe that 100% of the day. Who, who put that in? Number two, World Cup of Soccer, 3.3 billion viewers. See, he's, he's still trying to win this argument. We're not talking about viewers. Number yeah. three, Cricket World Cup, 2.6 billion viewers. Yep. Number four, the Summer Games, 2 billion viewers. Mm. Number five, the Winter Games, 2 billion. Oh, come on. Who watches the Winter Olympics? I do. I, I do. do. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, the Women's World Cup, 1.12 billion viewers. Jeez, it's going to be a good advertisement for Australia and New Zealand next year when it's, mm. when it's played here. Number seven, boxing, 1 billion, just big matches. UEFA Champions League, 380 million viewers. Jeez, it drops away. The Super Bowl, 112.3 million viewers. That's wrong. Where'd you get that? that I got, now, I got that off Steve, our tech. Mm. Where'd you get that from? That's got to be wrong. There's 112 million people in Australia that watch it. That's right. <laughs> 
It is the most. I thought it was the most watched sporting event uh, in the world. Now listen. And the halftime entertainment mm. that would go oh. up even more. People just watch the Super Bowl just for the halftime entertainment, then right. they switch it off. We, we, we watched it um, at Sporting, sporting Globe. Globe. Oh, yeah, great mm. place. What a great place to watch uh, the Super Bowl. Yeah, not enough TVs there, is there? No. Uh, the Brisbane Lions are into the AFLW Grand Final. You mentioned that earlier, Brooke. Yes. Great achievement for the girls. 46-23 win over the Adelaide Crows last night at Metricon Stadium. Crows were the, they were the running champions too, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, just quickly, if you like watching documentaries, uh, it's on um, Disney. If you've got Disney+, Plus, it's called Fearless. And it goes into... Uh, five or six of the clubs last year through COVID of the AFLW teams. Really good insight into the AFLW. It's called Fearless. Yeah, right. Okay. And mm. sorry, actually, the Lions are the current premiers. Are they? They're looking for the second second, okay. second consecutive. Adelaide must have been the year before, yeah. So uh, that, the grand final will be at Springfield Central Stadium next weekend. That's their new setup. That's the Lions' new setup, western part of Brisbane. For those in, in Sydney, it's... Apparently magnificent. It is. And I still can't believe, I still can't believe, and I know, Scott, this is close to you, that the NRL are giving all that turf, mm. Ipswich and Springfield and Toowoomba. West, and to, giving all that to the AFL Yeah. by giving the Dolphins. Now, I'm all for the Dolphins too, don't get me wrong, but you were involved. I, I don't, I know. It doesn't make sense to me. You are involved mm. with the, 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 the Brisbane, Brisbane Jets. Jets. And to me, that was a laydown was there to have a team out in Western Brisbane. Mm. Yet the AFL getting a free kick. And we're going to see how many people turn up to the, the, the grand final next week for the AFLW with the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, that'd be very interesting to see. They'll take on either Melbourne or North Melbourne, who will play uh, today. We talked about Joel Selwood, didn't we? He's, yep. going, to, yep. he's going to the uh, Storm as a leadership coach. Uh, and the Wallabies will take on Ireland tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Um, they've had a very mixed tour uh, of Europe so far. They beat Scotland by one, lost to France by one, lost to Italy by one, which... which, which First time in the history of Italy-Italian rugby they've beaten yeah. Australia. Which is an embarrassment for Australia. Yeah, but listen... No, no, I'm telling you, it's an embarrassment. It, it is on, the, on face value, it is, but there's a method to Dave Rennie's madness, and he, he's, he's not apologetic for playing a second a second-string side for that Wallabies game against Italy because the, the first-string side will be against Ireland. And this is all about the World Cup. This is all, it's not about these tours. Yes, it's great to get some wins and build some camaraderie. And, what, and if that doesn't happen, judge them on the big games when they've got their A team. If they play Ireland, who are ranked number one in the world, if they put up a really good performance and win that game, everyone will forget about the Italian loss with the, with the second-string players there. For them, it's all about the World Cup. No, nah, I, I, my belief is this tour is way more important than the Rugby World Cup. Really? Winning, winning, winning tours is really big. It's, winning it's, the World Cup's even bigger. I, I, you know what? You need a lot of luck to win a World Cup. You know what? You're playing... So the Matildas beat Sweden 2-0, uh, 4-0. That's a massive one. Yeah. But if they don't go on and do any good in the World Cup... Do you still go back and say, oh, it doesn't matter. We beat Sweden, the world's ranked number two no, no, team. No, no. no not necessarily. But, but, but what I'm saying with this, everyone's going, oh, the Rugby World Cup. That's next year. We've got to start winning series now. We've got to start beat. I mean, we can't even beat Argentina on our home turf. We mm -hmm. struggle against South Africa. We struggle against the All Blacks. We got beaten by Italy. Why are we putting a second-string team up on a tour to of To build Europe? depth. Against international competition. For a competition that's 12 months away. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's a ridiculous theory. You Scott. can't throw players 
in a World Cup straight into World Cups games. I'm you, not saying you've that. Got, you've got to give them a run in. And that's what Dave Rennie's doing. Why don't you stick and pick? Or pick and stick, sorry, I should say. Why don't you? <laughs> why don't you either or. It's up, to, it's up to Dave Rennie. I, I don't know whether... I'm not calling for Dave Rennie to be axed, but I don't know if he's the right person to lead Australia. Well, we've got no choice now, right? So we've got him for the World Cup. But this, this form is... And this chopping and changing is just... I mean, we've got Bernard Foley back. For we do it in real life. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. You do it in real life. In some of the competitions leading into the, the semis and the finals. But that's the same That's the same event, right? No, but leading into Are world we champs top? and all that. So you, yeah. you, you, okay. would, you would give fourth, fifth, sixth string swingers, swimmers a, a leg in the relay just to give them time in the pool, get them part of the team, yeah. see what their splits are like, what are their changeovers like. But that's also to give the swimmers a rest so they're not competing twice in the one day, right? So what are they not giving players They've got a, a week here? between games, Scott. Yeah. How are they going to build combinations when, you know I'm angry when I say Scott too. Mm. You, you, how are we going to build combinations if we keep chopping and changing? You build combinations by giving game time to players in games. Even though they lose them, yeah, it's not great. But you're giving game time to players and then you continue to slowly drip feed them into the system. And if they prove that they're better than the player that was there before, well, they've got some tests behind them. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree. I think we should try and go and win every test you match. You want wins, yeah. You're all about wins. Well, and rugby's on the nose. It's on the nose. If it like it, it is, it's literally dead in Australia. If we if we beat Ireland, we'll go close to beating Ireland this weekend. What close is good enough? Well, against the world number ones, where we're sitting at the moment, absolutely. But we've rested our players, so we have the best team out there, yeah. Scott. So we should hammer them because no, they're fresh. No, no, because they're world is this our number first one fight? for a reason. <laughs> but if we nearly beat them and have a really good, really good a really good concerted effort against yeah. them. Everyone will start think, forgetting about the Italian loss and the French loss. But it's another loss. Are Some, we going around in circles? Like you're going around in no, circles. Yeah, I want your tip for I want your tip for the Melbourne North Melbourne uh, AFL women's. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say North Melbourne. I don't know enough. Mm. I honestly don't know. Well, enough. you got to choose someone. Doesn't matter. I don't care if you don't so know anything. North of the city or in the city. How come you don't know enough? Because <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know enough about the Melbourne AFLW sides. Okay. I just support the Lions. I'd, lo I'd love North Melbourne to, to make their first uh, grand final, but I think I'm going to tip Melbourne. North Melbourne, actually, my, uh, my sister-in-law, she's played for North Melbourne the oh, last really? three years. Unfortunately, didn't play uh, this year. She's uh, joined the police force down in Melbourne, so she'll be definitely uh, cheering on the Kangaroos this afternoon, taking on the Melbourne Demons, and, yeah, of course, they'll be taking and on Brisbane. At Springfield uh, Central Stadium next week. Can and just... North Melbourne needs success too. I mean, their men's team has been struggling yeah. oh, for definitely. a lot of years. Yeah. Um, let's throw it out to our listeners about the Wallabies and before we go to a break. Hmm. Do you agree with Dave Rennie's theory about resting players and, you know, bringing players in and taking them out? Uh, 0457 736 736. Or have you got a solution to perhaps that might... Dave Rennie might be listening. He might be streaming on the SEN app right now. Uh, in the whereabouts is he in Ireland? He may be streaming, and he <laughs> might need your advice. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Today's McHappy Day. Uh, we are live from McDonald's at Harbour Town. Two bucks from every Big Mac sold today will go towards helping seriously ill kids and their families through Ronald McDonald House Charities. Head to your local Maccas or come down and see us to to help make a difference. Um, if you're not a fan of the Mac, well, how about you get yourself some happy uh, socks or helping hands? There are plenty of ways that you or can. Or a bundleless Big Mac. Or a bundleless like Big Mac. Brooke. Or a, if you bottle, want to be boring, a bottle of water. 
Are you calling me boring now? Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> I did earlier, actually. So, <laughs> come on, you get into those buns, hun. Uh, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> no, the This is Sports Day, live from Macca's Harbour Town on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, we are back. We are on, Brooke. Yes, uh, Scott Settler, Brooke Hanson, Jason Matthews from Macca's at Harbortown for McHappy Day 2022. Um, you're asking a question about my daughter, Air Force Cadets? Mm. Your mic's not on. We'll turn Brooke's mic on. Could be, please, Steve. Hello. Hello. No, not working. Hang on. Oh, no, it is working. Oh, no, we're changing mics over. This is live radio. Oh, here we go, live radio. Sorry, I had the wrong headsets on. I had the, I had the guest headsets on. Um, you're asking about... My daughter's in the Air Force Cadets. I just saw a T-shirt. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it is good. Um, luckily for Sats, though, she hasn't done her weapon training yet. <laughs> There's a bit of a war going on between Aria and Scott. And she, I don't... She'd slit your throat. <laughs> she would not. In, in the blink of an eye. <laughs> She's like yeah. a ninja. <laughs> Everyone so she that. got a graduation today? Uh, march pass. They love to march. Oh, the march. They love to march. They're going to march the army out. They're going to get rid of the, the enemy with the march. No, they love it. It's Great. fantastic. Hey, listen, I've got a text from Eel. Uh, is it Eel Rooster? Uh, Eel Mars. Uh, with that motivational speech from The Rock earlier, there's six extra points right there for Samoa. Yeah, you'd play that, wouldn't you? You'd play that beginning in the change rooms, wouldn't you? His message? Yeah. While you're on the toilet, you'd be banging that out. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've got some texts. Uh, gee, someone, someone agrees with me about Dave Rennie. We'll get to that in just a sec. I agree with you. Woggy Wallabies, or sorry, the Wobblies, need to try everything in every game they play. A winning culture feeds a winning culture. This half-assed effort they are doing isn't working. Time to step up and play with more more ticker. I, mm. I guess I, I don't know. I agree, if, I agree with that. I like that. Because Good if you're text. not, if you if you're used to losing, you're used to losing, right? Yep. Like, and it's hard, that's hard. That's a hard mentality to turn around, isn't it, Sats? If what, you're just losing? losing all the time, wouldn't you rather be winning all the time? Of course, you'd rather be winning all the time. But and, there's a there's a there's a point they're working towards, and I know you've got to win as many games as you can to get to that point. Again, if you're leading into an Olympics, you want to be able to win world champs and, yep. and whatever it may be. But quite frankly, we, we don't have the standard of players at the moment to, to think we're going to beat the, the Islands. And we nearly beat the All Blacks, you've got to remember, not so long ago uh, due to that referee decision, the, the game went against us. But in saying that, we don't have the, I don't think we've got the cattle at the moment so what Dave Rennie's got to do, he's got to be able to try and give as many of these players international experience just to give them a taste. And what comes of that is hopefully a squad of players that go away to a World Cup next year and, and can compete. Well, not everyone's agreeing with you on the text machine. In fact, no one is. Dave Rennie throwing a B-sides at any test match is a disgrace. It cheapens the efforts of Wallaby legends and sends a message that anyone can get a test cap. We do not have the depth to take on any team within the top-tier nations with a B-side. And I agree. I don't think we have the depth. And that's wherein lies that, you know, if you had great depth like the, like the All Blacks, that's you can't. Yeah, but, but, like, we don't have it. So I, I think it's a pointless exercise. Uh, David from Singapore. And, Scott, your view on this rugby tour in Europe is strange. Dave Rennie is a disaster. 30% win record. If this was the league team... You would have you would have a different view if that was the yeah if that was the Australian rugby league team, what we, would you think about that? We've got the depth. Mm. We've got the depth. We've got the cattle in the Australian rugby league. So so it's, why it's rest a moot players? Point. Because but it's okay. Like in the NRL, if your team's not 
not winning consistently, you make changes. Yep. You've got to make changes. And you've got to give players opportunities. You've got to, you've got to blood players. And you've got, to, you've got to try and find out whether they're going to be able to cut it at any international level. Whether you're playing against Italy, whatever it may be, are you going to be able to cut it? So from a tour like this, Dave Rennie and his coaching team are going to be able to look back and say, you know what, we took this group of players away. We've got yep. a small group that we probably don't think are ready for international standards at the moment. Yep. But we've at least exposed them. Okay. Well, then why wouldn't you create a Wallabies B team that plays Ireland B, Scotland B, and all that in midweek games? I don't know whether the international format allows that. I don't know. Well, I can't answer that. Well, perhaps. No, we want these B players to be A players. When we don't. But in the meantime, we're, we're losing. It's yeah, not good enough. Yeah, because we don't have it. We don't have. Well, then don't do it. Oh, so just pull we, out altogether. No, we need to do it because they need the experience. They need what to play. We mean don't do it. Don't play them. Play your top. Play, play the best but players But do you want your players day. to then, yeah, play every single week and then get fatigued or get injured and then not be able to play with those players that will probably be in the World Cup next year? We're going to need those B players to step up. But, Brooke, it's only a six-week tour of Europe. It's not as if they're playing for three months. You've got a week between games. I don't, And they're not playing minnows. I mean, Italy is. We should have, we should have flogged Italy. That's, that's the fact. Yeah. We should have flogged Italy. We didn't respect Italy enough by putting a, a, a half-assed team on the, on the pitch. What it proves to Dave Rennie is the players that played against Italy, a large portion of those, probably aren't up to it yet. Yeah, they're not ready. Okay. So let's put a red line yeah. through them. Okay. But it, yeah. I understand the text line and the listeners. Well, it's passionate. They're, they're, they're pas- yeah, I understand them. They're pa- yeah, they're passionate. They want wins. Like, we all want wins. We all want to be talking about rugby union wins the Wallabies every day. Even but if you're not a rugby fan, the Wallabies, we've, we've grown up loving the Wallabies. Yeah. You know, we want them to succeed. And, and if we get to the World Cup next year and we don't compete and we don't get through to the final 16, well, there's only, there's only one person that suffers the fate of that, and that's Dave Rennie. So with a 30% win record, and I hate calling out coaches to be sacked, in, particularly in rugby league. Cause but you're about to. But there are, no, 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 I'm going to ask both of you your opinion on this. Yep. With a 30% record, winning record, would you be happy to have that coach carry, take you into a World Cup? It's not a matter of whether they're happy. You know, it's, a, it's a matter of he's, he's going to be there. Yeah, the fact is he will be there. Okay, we, let me rephrase that then. Are you confident? That Australia can win the World Cup no. with Dave Rennie as coach and with no, the cattle we no, have. No, not with any coach. I'm not confident that they could At win. At the moment, them. no. I don't think we're in a position to, to compete. And if they do, I, God bless them. Yeah. I have more faith in Michael Checker coaching Argentina. I have faith in the coach. It's just the players have to step up. Okay. The players, the playing group, the leaders, and those B players we're talking about. They've got to step up as well and be ready to say, yep, we want to be part of this Wallaby squad and we want to play in the World Cup and we want to win. They have to go in. Australian rugby is losing the battle at the recruitment level mm. at high schools. Yep. You know, there's a lot of rugby, yep. rugby schools where their, their players, New South Wales and Queensland, they're contracted to rugby league clubs at the age of 15, 16, year, 16 years of age. So, And rugby union have done their best to try and win that battle. They're slowly getting a foothold and getting a lot of those those kids early. Rugby League still has that ability to, to because they've got a, a better pathway in Rugby League than they do in Rugby. You sort of get to a level and it just sort of stops before you play Super Rugby and then and then representing your country. So should we, should we be, with the lure of a World Cup and World Cups, 
should we should rugby undertake the the theory that they used to before with the Matty Rogers and 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 um, Wendell Salish? Should we go and should they go and poach the best rugby league players in in particular positions? Yeah, there's mm. rugby league players positions that that work in cross codes really well, especially outside backs, full backs. Um, Who in rugby league right now would be Nathan Cleary? Yeah, there you go. If I was rugby union, I'd go to Nathan Cleary and give him $2 million a year. He would be an amazing number 10 in rugby. And then DCE could go back to playing halfback for Australia, <laughs> which you'd like. Because you Queenslanders just love pushing DCE and Ben Hunt. That's a, every time. You go, now, we need, a, we need a forward. We need a prop for Australia. What about Ben Hunt? It's like, no, he doesn't even play in that position. Hey, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to preview the Women's Rugby League World Cup final against New Zealand tonight and the men's, of course, tomorrow morning against Samoa. This is Sports Day. Coming to you live from Maccas in Harbortown. This is Sports Day. Live from Maccas Harbortown on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Hey, coming up in around about 20 minutes' time, we'll go live to the SCG for SEN's coverage of the second ODI between Australia and England. Putting on a bit of a treat for uh, those with us here at McDonald's. Look at the people that are pumping through this place. At McDonald's Harbour Town. I'm now halfway through my Big Mac. How is it? How's oh, the, how's so the first good. Big Mac of the day? Oh, it's so good. You make it sound like I'm going to eat more. You will. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. At, least one, at least one more. Well, it's Mick Happy Day, $2 that's for right. every Big Mac. Can I say the age demographic as well? We're seeing kids as young as, I don't know, four or five walking with their parents to the elderly as well. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really good. A nice cross-section of the community uh, supporting Ronald McDonald House Charities. Radio, uh, Rugby League uh, well, Women's World Cup final tonight, Australia versus New Zealand. 12.15 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Who wins this and, and why? Oh, this is, I've got to say, as much as I love you know, the men's tournament, of course, I've got to say how much... And you know how much I love the NRLW. I love how everything is just so raw and it's natural. Their, their tackling technique is like we once saw men's rugby league. We're now so the wrestle hasn't interrupted the, the women's game. And it's been the same in this World Cup. I've got to say that the, the game between Australia and New Zealand during the pool round games is, was one of the better NRLW games or women's games I've ever seen, rugby league games I've seen. It was tough. It was a low-scoring affair. It went right down to the final the final hooter, and now they met each other in a final. And uh, this New Zealand side, I, yeah, there's many saying that, uh, that they lost the game under a controversial call, a try to Australia. It was an each-way bet, but in saying that, Australia ended up winning the game, and, and this game uh, will have absolutely everything. So at 2.15 uh, Queensland time, 1.15 New South Wales time, the women's... No, the other way around. Other way around? Yes. 12.15 Queensland time. No, 11.15 Queensland, 12.15 New South Wales time. That's right. Yeah. Um, so for Australia, a lot of the all the, the usual suspects, Semi Bremner, who's come back after having a couple of children and is now back playing rugby league, is, has been outstanding. Uh, Emma Tonegato has, has been one of the standouts, but she's not playing. Uh, you've got your normal, um, your regular uh, centres in Isabel Kelly and Jess Sergis is playing in the centres. Ali Brigginshaw, who's, who's the goat of rugby league, is, is in the halves as well. Caitlin Johnson, this... This front rower um, who's just been an absolute... You know, she's been a standout in the NRLW competition, front row. She's an amazing player. She's playing as well for Australia. So, But for this Kiwi side, I've got to say, uh, Racine McGregor, who was named the Golden Boot Women's World Player of the Year throughout the week, Brooke. And they've got this centre. Uh, her name, jersey number 24. 
Amali Hufanga, and she is a weapon. She is massive, but but athletically big, but just so powerful and quick for a for a big per, big player. And um, yeah, she's going to be a standout. She Australia would be talking about her throughout this week in their their uh, video sessions. A lot of their focus will be on Racine McGregor and this centre Maile Hufanga. So how how do you see the game? I've got to say, I think the Kiwis. I think the Kiwis should go into this game as the favourites. Mm. Yeah, I, you know, there was nothing between both these sides, but you know, the the steps that they've taken, the the Kiwi women. Uh, you got to remember the New South, the New Zealand Warriors NRLW team haven't been able to play the last couple of That's years right. because of COVID. Yeah. So they all got farmed out to to uh, other NRL clubs in Sydney, and they've had to do it the tough way. And you know what? They've they've learned a lot of how to deal with adversity and, and a lot of resilience to the New Zealand women's rugby league players. So I've got to say, as proud I, as I am as, as an Australian, I think this Kiwi side, led by Amber Hall in the, in the back row and Racine McGregor, they'll be really difficult to beat. Right, the men, uh, 2 a.m. Queensland time, 3 a.m. Uh, New South Wales time. Um, you've got Australia versus the surprise packet Samoa. First ever final for Samoa. Uh, and you said this is in any, this is in any competition in any sport. The first time they've made a final in in a international sport. It's incredible, isn't it? It's oh, so it's exciting. a great story. It's so exciting. I would love to be in Mount Druitt, just near Penrith tonight, because there's a lot of these boys that have grown up in Mount Druitt. Yeah. And yeah, you know, Stephen Crichton has said we need to be a tier one nation. I don't think, I think we need to get rid of the the, the tier, the tiering of international sport. It's mainly for state of origin purposes, but. Uh, Stephen Crichton saying, the reason why I want to play for Samoa because I was born there, but the reason why I play State of Origin is to represent the region that I grew up in, which is Mount Druitt. West, just about 10 minutes on the on the eastern side of, of uh, Penrith CBD. That's what I love about Origin Night, when they actually show... The streets. They show, oh, no, they show the player. The they put the player oh, yeah. up and then they go... Where was yeah. their junior club? It's great, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the best. Great recognition. The streets will be crazy tonight. Oh, they Before will. the game, the lead-up will be great in the western parts of Sydney. And we got you got eight Panthers playing in this game, five for Samoa and three for Australia. How mm. does it go? How does the game go? Okay, is it, I'm gonna is it a win you, for Australia? Let's, I'm going to ask you, is there, what's, I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, Brooke, but from an from Olympic or a world, is there been a... Where someone goes in as the overwhelming favourite as a swimmer, and there has just been, for whatever reason, one of the greatest upsets in in swimming. Is there anything you can think of? So while you think about yeah, that, yeah, that'd be plenty. This is this is this is the scenario we see here with Samoa and Australia, and I'm one of those people that think that Australia should win this by 20 or more. But the more I start looking at this game and breaking down position on position, there's not a lot you can split between a lot of these positions. Joseph Suali'i up against James Tedesco. Arguably, Tedesco is one of the best players in the game, but Suali'i, you know what, he's, he's going to be there one day himself. You've got Taylor May and Brian Toto up against you know, the wingers, uh, which will be Valentine Holmes and Josh Adokar. You know, arguably, you can't split much up there. Josh Adokar has been, <laughs> been he's phenomenal. He's one of the players of the tournament. Yeah. So, so when you think about events at Olympics yeah. where someone has created one of the great upsets, if... Samoa beat Australia in this game, and there's every chance they could. This will be, one, I think, one of the greatest upsets we've seen in rugby league history. But it'll be an upset, but you go, well, I'm not surprised if it happens. Mm. Because that, 
Look at the front row for Samoa. Junior Bolo, no doubt. I reckon he's been one of the players of the tournament. He's played something like 39... Games. Games. Throughout the calendar year. More than any other player. For a front rower. And then if you want to have a rest, a guy called uh, Papali'i comes onto the field as well, <laughs> who's been a front rower for Australia. Yeah. Like, like, this side's strong. So tell us about the Aussie team, because obviously they're, they're thinking they're favourites. They've gone over to win. They're, but they've know. been a little bit jaded. Yeah, but... I mean, they yeah, beat New right. Zealand, which is a tough game. But their mindset, uh, you know, how, how well, are they going to go with this? Are they going to... The, Will they be fully 100% committed yeah. and prepared? They won't underestimate them because it's such a heavy Penrith influence. Yeah. And Penrith have been streets ahead of everyone for, for the last couple of years in the regular season. Uh, so they won't take them lightly. They've got enough big game players to switch on. But I've got to say, if it wasn't for the, the New Zealand game, woke them up mm. because they've been off the ball, haven't they, a little bit? They haven't been really on the mark, this Australian kangaroo side, throughout this World Cup. So... Yeah, this, this Samoan side could sneak up and pull their pants down. Well, put it this way. From that first loss of Samoa, which was 60-6, to six, right? Whatever it was England, against yep. England. And they were red-hot favourites going into that game, Samoa. Since that... Now England were. No, well, actually, I think it may have changed at the last moment. Mm. But what happened, Samoa have gotten better and better and better and better. And you're right, Australia have been stop, start, clunky... In their attack. Changing put, positions. Absolutely. So it, it's going to be... I think it's going to be closer than what people actually think it'll be. We better, what what yeah. do you think? I'm going Australia by oh, I'm, six. I'm going, I'm going Australia by ten, but I think it'll be a pretty tight mm. game. Stats? Australia by 22. There wow, you go. Okay. Right, I'm going to go to a break because we're running out of time. Uh, this is Sports Day Special Edition coming to you live from Harbour Town, the McDonald's Harbour Town for McHappy Day 2022. Back in a moment to wrap it up. This is Sports Day. Live from Macca's Harbour Town on the Goldie for McHappy Day 2022. Yeah, it's almost over, actually. Scott Sattler, Brooke Hanson, Jason Matthews here. Uh, we're getting set on SEN 1620 on the Gold Coast, SENQ 693 AM in Brizzy and also 1170 AM in Sydney. We're getting set for one-day international coverage, Australia versus England. It's the second game from the SCG. Uh, very shortly, we'll be crossing out to the boys. Uh, if you want to listen to that, keep listening to it on the radio or download the SEN app uh, from wherever you get your apps from and do it because the FIFA World Cup, as you know, kicks off early hours of Monday morning. Every game live and exclusive on the app and also on SEN. Um, it's been wonderful. The staff here at McDonald's at Harbour Town have looked after us. They have. Uh, as you said before, Sats and, and Brooke, lots of people coming through. It's been, it's been wonderful. And, and you can help out uh, all of today, can't you? Now that we're finished, continue doing it all day, Brooke. You can buy Big Macs. You can buy water. You can buy the socks. What else is the hands? Yeah, the hands, mm-hmm. the 5 the 10 $20 hands. There's just so much. Get involved. Get to your local Maccas and really support the Ronald McDonald House and the charities today. Yeah, it's superb. You know what I'm going to do this afternoon before we go? I, just, I thought we'd just talk about this. I'm going to put the uh, the cricket on, mm-hmm. on KO, and listen to it on SEN. Mm-hmm. A wonderful call with Jared Waitley and, and Sock in the, in the commentary team today. That's my day sorted. From 1 o'clock to 9 o'clock tonight, I'm on the couch like a sloth 
What are you up to, Brooke? <laughs> are you? Are you? I'm heading over to Harbour Town. Actually, I'm gonna. Of course you I'm are. I'm gonna go uh, visit a few, few stores over there. I've got Billy's turning nine on Monday, so I'm gonna have to get a few uh, prezies for him. Now I'm feeling a bit itchy. Have you got the knit situation at home, <laughs> sort of? Have you? Oh, head lice at the moment on the Gold Coast. Oh my goodness. So, oh, I haven't heard of that. I'm, I'm hearing it's caused by the Hanson family. Yeah, oh, and it, it is not. Yep. It is not. I heard the but no, the head lice is under control, and yeah, we're back into it. We actually had the Gold Coast City titles last week with um, the Cooper competing for Corumban, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, thousands of kids down at uh, Kira on the on the beach, and he's got the Interbranch uh, Championships next week, so it's non-stop for our family. Wow. Every morning and every afternoon, there's some sort of training happening, whether it's in the pool or in the surf. I feel guilty now being a sloth on the couch, Savo. What are you up to, Sats? <laughs> I'm doing exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I'm about to jump on my electric scooter. Oh, I reckon Pat Cummins has an electric scooter. He wouldn't have an electric scooter, have, would he? No, hates electricity. You know that? <laughs> hates it. Don't it's know how been he so good to be on with you guys. It's been great having you here as well. Well done, legend. I'm going to go grab a Big Mac. With uh, no buns. No buns. <laughs> Come on. Come on, $2 for me, happy day. Get into your buns, hun. All right? <laughs> Give it a crack. This has been Sports Day Live from Mac Happy Day at Harbour Town. Thanks to Beck, too, who's looked after us as well. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. One day action from the SCG next, Australia versus England. Have a great weekend. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.